0: Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Episode 85, Almost 50. Good morning, everyone. It's Sunday, January 22nd, 2023, and I'm going to try this mic again. If you listen to my podcast from yesterday, you know that uh, I was having some problems with one of the new mics that I bought, and after doing a little bit of research, I felt that perhaps I had it located in a bad place. I just had it clipped to my shirt but apparently not where it needed to be. So I've moved it and we'll see how it goes. I'm going to try to check frequently while I'm recording this episode to see that it's behaving itself. Today marks the 50th anniversary of the United States Supreme Court's decision in Roe v. Wade that granted to American women the right to make a choice on whether to abort a pregnancy or not. And for 49 years, almost 50, American women had that choice. They were able to make their own decisions on their health care. And being pregnant definitely is a health concern. There are a number of things that can go wrong during a pregnancy. People who want children often have a difficult time having children. And we now know that seven months ago, more or less, that same court, with new people on it, of course, decided that maybe women didn't really have the right to make that choice, whether or not to have a baby. Maybe they really didn't have the right to make their own Choices about their health and maybe even they don't have so much of a right to privacy. And that was the conclusion that the court came up with in the decision on Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. And for The justices that are currently sitting on the Supreme Court, most of them were asked about abortion, and none of them during their Senate hearings indicated that they thought abortion was wrong or incorrectly decided or needed to be looked at again. They all basically said it's settled law, and there's just really nothing to be discussed about it. Some of them were very careful in the way they answered those questions, and some of them lied. They weren't honest. And there is a huge problem right now in the United States of America with the perception of how people view the Supreme Court the polling indicates that the approval numbers for the Supreme Court are pretty much at an all-time low, and a lot of Americans do not trust the court to be fair and non-political in their choices going forward. And that's a huge problem for the Supreme Court, because if they don't have the public trust They have nothing because the Supreme Court doesn't actually have enforcement powers. They can't actually make rulings or decisions about things and then enforce those decisions unless the president uh, goes along with it and, and, and enacts it it doesn't happen. And there have been times in history when the president has said, eh, we're not doing this. So, it's a mess. And what has now happened is we now have a patchwork quilt of states in the country with different laws about abortion. And Some states are much worse than others. That's for certain. We have a bunch of states where abortion is now banned or very severely restricted. In Idaho, there's a a near total ban in place. South Dakota has a ban on abortion. And they make no exceptions for rape or incest. And to me, that is a huge problem. When a woman is raped, that is a violent crime. And if she gets pregnant because of that, that completely changes her life. For at least 19 years. She ought to be able to have the right to decide whether or not she's going to deter her life's plans for the next 19 years. Wisconsin. Right now, the clinics that could provide abortion services to women are no longer providing those services because they're not certain on the status of that state's pro row ban. So it's kind of up in the air, Missouri. Abortion is banned with no exceptions for rape or incest in Kentucky. It's the same thing. No abortions and no exceptions for rape or incest West Virginia. There's a near total ban in place, Oklahoma. Abortion is banned with no exceptions for rape or incest. Arkansas, same story. Tennessee, same story. Texas, same story. How about Louisiana? Same story. Mississippi, same story, except... um, Nope, nope, I'll take that back. Um, It does include an exception for rape in Mississippi, but not for incest. So <laughs> if your brother forces himself on you, is that rape or is that incest? Hmm. It's an interesting dilemma. Alabama is uh, abortion is banned with no exceptions for rape or incest. I just, I can't imagine how these red states I don't know how the the lawmakers in those states can sleep at night. And I don't believe for a second if any of them had a 16-year-old daughter who got raped by someone and got pregnant, that they would force her to have that baby. I just don't believe that they would. And there's a Handful of states right now uh, that have, a, pol- uh, laws in place where abortions are legal, but there is a gestational limit of, oh, you know, twenty weeks or or less in some cases. Utah, uh, a court in Utah has blocked the state from embracing its trigger abortion ban, but there is an eighteen-week ban that remains in effect. Arizona has a 15-week ban that went into effect last September. North Carolina, abortion remains legal until 20 weeks of pregnancy, and some health exceptions are allowed after that. Some. Georgia, abortion is banned after six weeks of pregnancy, and it looks like uh, later on this year, the Georgia Supreme Court will hear oral arguments in a lawsuit that challenges that ban. Florida abortion is banned after 15 weeks of pregnancy, whether or not that's going to become more severe is up for debate right now, because it seems that governor DeSantis is being very quiet about it right now. In North Carolina, the state's one and only abortion clinic moved to Minnesota. Last year. And there is currently a legal challenge to a ban on nearly all abortions, uh, that is currently pending in the state court in North Dakota, Wyoming, a judge in Wyoming has temporarily blocked the state's near total ban on abortions, uh, preventing it from going into effect. It was supposed to have already been in place. And so. Currently, abortion is legal in Wyoming, Wyoming until viability, but uh, I'm sure that that's, uh could possibly change depending on what the court decides. In Indiana, a judge temporarily blocked Indiana's near-total abortion ban back on September 22nd, and right now abortion is legal until 22 weeks in Indiana, Ohio. An abortion ban after cardiac activity detected typically after six weeks has been blocked by an injunction while litigation continues. So currently in Ohio, abortion is legal until 22 weeks. I've had experts tell me that at six weeks, There is no cardiac activity because the heart has not formed at that point. Apparently, what they are thinking is cardiac activity is nerves that will eventually be a part of the heart are making noises, but the actual heart muscle does not exist at six weeks, according to what I've been told. And The rest of the states, abortion generally remains legal. Some of them have the restriction of uh, it's legal until viability. Uh, Some states have no gestational limits. Uh, So, you know, some of them are legal until a certain period of time. Uh, Nevada, for instance, is uh, legal until 24 weeks. Uh, Kansas, you might remember Kansas, the folks of Kansas, very red state, went to the polls last year and voted against changing the state's constitution to put in a ban on abortions. So in Kansas, abortion remains legal until 22 weeks. And uh, that's a direct result of the people of Kansas voting against amending the state constitution. And uh, I think that the abortion, um, anti-abortion folks thought that this was going to be a, <laughs> a pretty easy one for them to win, where they could uh, uh, change the state's constitution to say that a right to an abortion wasn't guaranteed, but surprise, surprise. So, but there's differences in different states. Um But the bottom line is, if you live in certain parts of the country, you've got to travel quite a distance to seek an abortion legally. And some of these states are trying to make it even more severe. And there are a lot of states where the Republicans are still trying to enact laws to take women's rights away from them. And I think that that's a pretty sad situation. I'm a man, so I don't have to ever worry about getting pregnant or having an abortion, at least at this point. (laughs) But I think it's none of my business. Honestly, women need to have the right to make the choice for themselves with the assistance of their doctor and if they want family members to be involved or loved ones to be involved then that's i think should be their choice because after all it's their body my body my choice right the thing that bothers me the most after the of course the no exceptions for rape or incest i I don't understand that at all How much do the Republicans, and make no doubt about it, this is mostly a Republican thing. There's a few Democrats that are against abortion, but it's mostly Republicans. And how can you possibly say no exception for rape or incest? And what is the difference between rape or incest? If your brother or your father ha rapes you I mean ha, I guess the woman could be willing and at that point it wouldn't be a rape but then would why would she want an abortion I it I don't know I, it just doesn't make any sense to me if if women should be able to have a choice and it's just it's just Amazing to me that in a society in 2023, we are going back to the dark ages on a lot of things because of the Republicans. And of course, with these new laws where they are basically telling women, legally, you must have that baby. If you got raped, (laughs) you have to have the baby. Sorry. There's no law that says the rapist if they can identify the the rapist, which with DNA, I would think maybe they could do that. Nothing to say the, the father will be held responsible for expenses or anything like that. Having a baby in the United States right now, according to the Center for Disease Control, Having a baby could run somewhere between ten thousand eight hundred and eight dollars to thirty thousand dollars <laughs> So that's a pretty big health care expense, isn't it? But they've made no provision to help women do anything. There's no funding for the medical care that the mother's going to need while she's pregnant. How about if uh, the baby, don't they need to check along the way to make sure that the baby's okay? And it, nothing, nothing that's just an expense that the mother must absorb on her own. No help from the rapist or the brother or the dad who fathered the child. And then after the baby's born, cost to. Raise a child to the age of 17 is $233,610. You tell me how someone is supposed to do that making minimum wage in the United States, working full-time, working full-time, making minimum wage. How do they do that? They don't. It doesn't work. The numbers do not work. Are the Republicans doing anything to address this? No. No. It's not their problem now. Their main concern is having control over women. And I, I, I think that the attitude is that if you get pregnant outside of marriage, you're a tramp. And you ought to be punished for it. And they're doing it because they want to save the life of the baby, but isn't the isn't the baby isn't the child also being punished? They're not getting the the uh care that they need while they are in the womb, and they're being born into a situation where the mother may not be able to financially care for this child. Oh, well, just toss them into the adoption programs, right? really people i know some po- folks who have been adopted and most of them had great parents who loved them as if they were their very own child and it worked out great for them but there's a lot of of a lot of kids that have problems with that they feel rejected or Um, they get stuck in a system where uh, they don't get adopted or they get in foster homes, they get bounced around. Not a good system. And I just think that if legislators are going to pass laws that force people to do certain things, they ought to, number one, make sure that that person has the finances to do it. And if they don't, then they need to address that. They need to address that. One of my big beefs with all of the legislatures, uh, legislators at state level and at the federal level is a lot of states have put in laws where you have to have insurance to drive a car, for instance. How are you supposed to pay for insurance earning minimum wage? You cannot live... Anywhere in any county in the United States of America right now on minimum wage. You live in poverty and you have to depend on public assistance to survive. There's no place in this country where you can survive on minimum wage. Why have they not raised the minimum wage? Then, on top of that, they tell you well, if you have to, you know, you have to drive a car because there's a lot of places where public transportation is so poor you can't possibly get to work and back home on time, so you have to have a car, and you have to insure that car, and insurance costs are going through the roof, and they don't even care. And they wonder why crime might be high. How desperate do people have to get before they start committing crimes? I definitely think there's a correlation between financial burdens, where you get stuck in this poverty situation, and no matter how hard you work, you can't get out of it, and then in order to be a law-abiding citizen, it's impossible. You cannot do it, and at that point, I think it's the responsibility of the legislators to fix this, but they act like it's no big deal, and I think that that is a crime. How a single mom today who got raped in Texas is going to come up with almost $11,000 to maybe as much as $30,000 on her own to have a baby. I guess if her parents are well-to-do, they could take care of that. And then for the next 17 years, come up with over 220, almost $234,000, really? <laughs> it's just insane. And it's the Republicans that are doing this. And they at the same time complain about crime rates being high. How far into a corner do you have to push someone where they don't feel like they have any other choices? I think there's a lot of people today that feel that way. It seems to me that people. Today, are walking around with the real short fuse. A lot of them, walking around on a tightrope, and a lot of it has to do with the politics and the fact that the Republicans are catering to big business, which is making a ton of money, and their millionaire and billionaire donors, who are doing extremely well and have been for forty years, and it's all on the backs of Middle America because the tax policies. And the loopholes repeatedly give the wealthy the breaks. They keep rewarding the wealthy because they're wealthy. We're going to give them more. We're going to let them keep more and more and more. But we're not going to let the middle class have more. Oh, they could work really, really hard and kill themselves. And maybe they'll get a little bit ahead. But overall, nah, we're just going to reward the wealthy people because they have the money and the Supreme Court has allowed bribery of politicians to be legal in the United States. So all roads, when you start looking at this, lead to the Republican Party and to the wealthy people and to the Supreme Court. That's where the problem is, and it all has to do with money. So I wish I could say happy roe v wade 50th anniversary but once again now we find women and people who respect them and care for them and feel that they ought to be able to have the right to make their own health care choices are back dealing with 1950s laws in many states and that's pretty pathetic Before I go on to other topics, I wanted to clarify a couple of things about Roe v. Wade and abortion in America today and the efforts of the Republican Party to take women's rights away from them and force life changing decisions on women without supporting them in any way. The figure that I came up with on The cost to raise a child to the age of 17 in the United States, that $233,610 number, came from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. At first, that might seem like an odd governmental agency to come up with that kind of a number, but they probably have to contribute to providing that number with the cost of food and things like that. So, Irregardless, it shows that bringing a child into this world represents a major financial stress to a lot of people. And unless you're in the upper middle class or one of the classes above that, it's puts stress on your life. And it may be a joy as well, but it's definitely a stress. And I also wanted to mention that government should not impose or force people to do things without also making sure that those people have the ability to do the things that they're being told they must do. When you tell someone you have to have insurance to drive a car, And you know that in the part of the country that they live, having a car is a necessity because public transportation is not adequate to provide the needs of people in that area. You ought to make sure that the income that these people have is enough to support their lives you got to look at their living expenses. You got to have shelter, you got to have food, you got to be able to put gas in your car. You've got to insure that car because that's a law. You have to pay taxes, you have to pay utilities. They need to figure up all these costs and if it's uh not working out, then they, the government, the legislators for that state or that area or the federal government needs to set minimums so that people can do what they're required to do. But they don't do that, they don't do that. That's kind of like telling a kid, uh, you need to clean up your room, your room's a mess, and then you close the door and lock them in the room but they don't have anything to clean the room with. No vacuum, no glass cleaner, no rags, no nothing. How are they supposed to clean the room? You're expecting them to do something that they really can't do, unless I guess they crawl out the window and down the side of the house or whatever. It's, it, it just shows how short-sighted these people are, because most of the people in Congress are wealthy. Most of them are millionaires, multimillionaires. They're out of touch with the people that they're supposed to be representing, and that is a problem a huge problem, and it does create a swamp. Absolutely. And before I move on to other topics, I just want to point out that the states, some of the states that have the most restrictive abortion laws in this country, also have the highest rates of infant mortality. So these are These are babies that have made it through the nine-month period in the womb. Most of them, I would assume, are wanted by the mother who has been carrying the child, and they die at birth or shortly after. How about uh, Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi. That's pretty bad. They uh, rank number one for the rate of death among infants. Mississippi. Next comes Louisiana. After Louisiana, we have Arkansas, then West Virginia, then South Dakota, then Alabama, and then Michigan. Now, Michigan, those numbers may change because Michigan has the legislature legislature in Michigan has been controlled by Republicans due to gerrymandering, and very recently, the folks in Michigan got together and said, "Gee, how is it that we vote, and we vote mostly for Democrats." But yet the Republicans get more seats. How does that happen? And they determined that it was because of gerrymandering, and that the political breakdown of their um, house uh and you know local house and and state senate wasn't representative of the people's votes at all. So they passed legislation that the districts needed to be reconfigured by a nonpartisan or bipartisan uh, committee that would make the districts fair. And they did that. And... Surprise, 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 to quote Gomer Pyle, (laughs) the midterms gave the Democrats in Michigan everything, both chambers in their uh, legislature, the governor and the lieutenant governor. Everything is a Democrat now. So we'll see how things change, if there's any change. I suspect that there will be some changes for some of these folks. We can't forget that the people that live in Flint, Michigan, are still suffering with water that is not safe to drink, by and large. And we can thank Republican governor for that, who should have been put in prison for what he did. Uh, North Carolina comes after Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, South Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Uh, Do you see what's going on here? Maine is after Tennessee. Georgia, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Missouri, Florida. And then you start getting into the more blue states, although there's still some red states in here. But folks in Mississippi and Louisiana and Arkansas, Alabama, you've passed these (laughs) barbaric abortion, uh, anti-abortion laws in your state where women get raped, they have to have the baby. But you're not doing anything about the infants that are being born in your state that are dying. So this is another little area where these legislators are off in la-la land somewhere, off in the twilight zone not looking at the real conditions here on this planet instead of whatever planet they live on. And they need to start addressing this stuff. Why in the world would they go after women who want to get an abortion to prevent them from getting it when chances are pretty good or a lot of those babies, if they make it to nine months, are going to die anyway because of the miserable health care in their state? Fix your states first, people. Fix your state. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at Federal Andy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week.